Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Pastor KJ of Radiant. I'm so glad that you guys joined us for our online service. I hope the worship experience was powerful. I hope it ministered to your heart. And now I'm excited to jump in the message. I ain't going to waste no time. I'm going to jump straight in. If you're taking notes, the title of my sermon is Slingshot Faith. Slingshot Faith. So go ahead and write that down, and we're going to jump in. Now, friends, we've been in a series, and it's called Action Required. And as we've been talking about this concept of faith, one of the things that faith requires is action. That you don't stand by faith, you don't look by faith, but you walk by faith. And friends, some of you guys may not know what faith is. And I love it. We've been talking about it throughout the series. But here's what faith is. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it ain't so, in order that it may be so simply because God says so. Just in case you missed it, let me rewind. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it ain't so, in order that it may be so simply because God said so. Faith is trusting God and believing God. If God tells you to do it, do it. If God tells you to go, go. If God tells you to move, move. Faith is responding to God because when you move, God always moves. God would never leave you. He would never forsake you. He always moves. So friends, in this season, fear is everywhere. Fear is running rampant. Chaos. There's noise covering our land. And what do you need to do? You don't just need to face your fears. You need to faith your fears. Walk up to your fears in faith. Walk up to your fears in confidence that I can't do this by power, not by might, but by the spirit of God. And the spirit of God goes before me. The spirit of God avenges me. The spirit of God fights for me. Friends, you don't have to fight in your strength. You can fight in God's strength. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise. Now, as we think of this concept of faith, here's the thing that the enemy uses, his big weapon, his big tactic, the thing that he brings to stop you and cripple you. His number one weapon is the giant. Satan will always use the giant to taunt you, to torment you, and to stop you. And we're going to read a story about a giant named Goliath that was taunting and tormenting the people of God. Friends, he would always use a giant. And I want you to know, on the other side of breakthrough, there's a giant in front of it. On the other side of blessing, there's a giant in front of it. On the other side of a stronger marriage, there's a giant in front of it. On the other side of healing, there's a giant in front of it. And in order to get to your healing, you got to get through the giant. In order to get to your healing, you have to get through the giant. You can't be afraid. You can't stop. You can't freeze. You got to say, devil, I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to walk into what God has for me. I'm not going to be afraid of the giant. I'm not afraid. Now, why do you have the right to not be afraid of the giant? Here's why you cannot be afraid of the giant. You don't fight the giant. God does. You don't fight the giant. God does. In a second, we're going to read about David. But there is something David knew that all the other children of Israel didn't know. When they were all afraid and shaken in terror to fight Goliath, David knew something. David knew that he had a covenant with God because God said whoever was under circumcision was in his, was in his covenant. And anything that would come against his covenant, anything that wasn't in circumcision, God would defeat himself. So David knew something they didn't know. And that's why David was so optimistic about fighting Goliath. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'll give you guys a second to get there. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And friends, I hope this story really speaks to your heart because right now there's a giant in our land. And I'll unpack that some more here in a second. 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 33. David said... 
I've been a shepherd, tending sheep for my father. Whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I go after it, knock it down, and rescue the lamb. If it turned on me, I grab it by its throat and wring its neck and kill it. Lion or bear, it made no difference. I killed it. And I would do the same to this Philistine pig who is taunting the armies of the living God. God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claw of the bear would deliver me from this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and let the Lord be with you. Friends, I find that so funny that when the giant came, when the storm came, when the calamity came, there are some people that's not going to fight the giant with you. There are some people that won't go with you. There are some people that won't fight with you, and they'll tell you, go and let the Lord be with you. And that may sound like bad news, friends, but that's some of the best news you can ever hear is go and let the Lord be with you because the Lord is always with you. Every time you're in the valley, he's with you. Every time you're in the furnace, God is with you, and he's all you need. And that's what David knew because David said, you come to me with a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Friends, I want to tell you something. We're coming to coronavirus in the name of the Lord. We're coming to depression in the name of the Lord. We're coming to fear in the name of the Lord. I don't know what circumstance, what plague, what disease is standing against you, but you got something that's above everything. You got a name that you can call that's above every name and that is the name of the Lord. I'm telling you right now, I can go because I go in the name of the Lord. I can stand because I stand in the name of the Lord. I can fight because I fight in the name of the Lord and I'm not walking by faith in my strength. I'm walking by faith in God's strength and God strengthens me through the valley David knew something friends he knew he didn't have to fight the giant he knew God would friends I want you to know that giant that's standing in front of you that giant that's taunting you and terrorizing you isn't your fight it's God's fight it's not your battle it's God's battle and what the giant does is he makes you feel like it's between you and him But friends, it's not between you and the giant. It's between the giant and God. And what you have to do is not look at the size of your giant. You have to look at the size of your God. If you look at the size of your giant, you minimize the size of your God. But if you look at the size of your God, you minimize the size of your giant. I'm not afraid of no giant. I'm not afraid of no devil or no demon because God goes with me. God stands with me and God fights with me. So who is this giant? Who are you, great giant? Who are you, great mountain? Friends, I got a rap for you. Back in the day, I used to have bars. I got a rap for you. I hit a giant. I knock a giant out. I hit a giant. I knock a giant out. I hit a giant. I knock a giant out. Hit a giant in his mouth and knock his teeth out. In other words, I can knock this giant out. Why? Because when I fight, God fights for me. When I swing, God swings for me. David knew something. He knew that when he grabbed this rock and slingshot, that God would make sure that that stone would knock down the giant. And friends, whatever you have, God would make sure it is enough to knock down a giant. That's why you have to be you. You can't be no one else because there's grace for your battle. God has grace for your battle because when David was getting ready to fight Goliath, Saul said, put on my armor. And David said, your armor doesn't fit. Some of you guys are losing to giants because you're fighting in armor that don't fit. God has an armor for you. God has something for you. My armor is the word of God. I am a preacher. I was called to do this as a little child. And this is what God has given me. And when I use my armor to fight the giant that comes against me, God will have grace for my giant. God would have grace for my battle. Friends, you got to know that the battle is not yours. The battle 
is the Lord's. And David grabbed five smooth stones, and he got his first stone. He put it back, and he hit the giant. Friends, and the giant came crumbling down, and the giant fell. Now, there's something so unique that happened. When the giant fell, I don't believe he was dead. I believe the giant was knocked out because we got to look at what David did next. David went up to Goliath and he grabbed Goliath's sword and he cut Goliath's head off. Friends, that's so interesting because Goliath brought a sword to kill David. And David went and cut Goliath's head off with his own sword. Devil, be careful what you bring against me. And be careful who you bring against me. Because what you mean for evil, God means for good. And the same sword that you try to use to destroy me, God is going to use to process me and send me to my destiny. Okay, let me give you an example. One of the things that I dealt with is I grew up and I didn't have a father figure my whole life. But God is using me as a father figure to help so many people. There was the sword that, that, that the enemy brought against Jesus. The sword was the crucifixion. But devil, you might want to look again because in three days you will see a resurrection. The sword that he brought against Moses was the Red Sea. You might want to look again because there's one that's parting the sea. The sword that he brought against Jonah was the fish. You may look again because that fish is going to have to cough Jonah up so he can walk in his purpose. I don't care what kind of sword the devil brings against you. God has a cross that's fighting for you. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise. What comes against you, God has better and God has stronger. Friends, I want to take you to something right fast. If you have your Bibles, go to Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50. And I want to show you something. Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50 says, and, and verse 20 says, But as for you, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people's lives. In other words, Joseph in this passage, he was saying, What you meant for evil, God meant for good. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. See, the devil had a plan against you. He brought something against you to destroy you. He brought something that he meant for evil. He brought something that he tried to use as digression. But he didn't realize the thing that he would bring to use as digression, God would use it as progression. In other words, if you grab an arrow and if you pull that arrow back, it digresses. But when you let it go, it launches forward and it progresses. Friends, what the devil did to pull you back, he wasn't stopping you. He was accelerating you. There's acceleration coming. Devil, you may have pulled me back with that financial situation, but that's the same thing that caused me to pray God and know God like I never have before. You may have pulled me back with COVID-19, but it's the same thing that's going to make me take this gospel out the four walls of the church and take this gospel all around the world, whatever the devil uses to pull you back allow it to launch you forward God is turning it around for good what the enemy meant for evil God means for good you don't have to be afraid of that giant that giant is not demotion that giant is promotion God's going to use that giant to get you to the next level because that giant was supposed to be David's termination but it was his transportation to his destination that giant gave him favor in his land and favor with the king I want to tell you that giant that's standing against you it's not here to kill you it's here to seal you and process you into what God has called you to walk in friends you have to see it 
You can't see the giant as a problem. You have to see the giant as promotion. Let me say it again. Y'all ain't listening to me. You can't see the giant as a problem. You have to see the giant as promotion. Do you see the giant with the eyes of fear or do you see the giant with the eyes of faith? If you see the giant with the eyes of fear, you're going to run from him. But if you see the giant with the eyes of faith, you're going to run towards him. Friends, I want you to know something. Fear looks at a giant and says he's too big to hit. But faith looks at a giant and says he's too big to miss. How do you see your giants? They're not problems. They're promotions. Come on, somebody. Give God. A shout of praise. The giant is promotion. He's not opposition. He's opportunity. He's not breakdown. He's blessing. Friends, that trial is really a test to strengthen your faith. How do you see it? Friends, you have to see it the right way. And when you see it God's way, and when you see it through the eyes of faith, everything changes. But it's hard to see through the eyes of faith when you're listening with the ears of fear. It's hard to see through the eyes of faith when you're listening with the ears of fear. And you got to be willing to turn down your fear so you can turn up your faith. Turn down the noise. Turn down the chaos. Turn down the clutter. And get on the frequency of heaven. Get on the frequency of God. What is God saying about this? God is saying, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their sinful ways then I will forgive their sins and heal their land God is saying I'm turning it all around I am purifying and I'm purging the land I'm purifying now you may look at COVID-19 better known as the coronavirus and you may say well I'm afraid it is loud it's this giant that's standing in front of me but you don't have to be afraid of COVID-19 here's why there's only three ways it can play out and in all three ways God is with you the first way is God can protect you and keep you from ever being harmed or touched by COVID. That is our prayer. That's what we would prefer. And God can do it. He can protect you. But the second way is you can actually get sick, but God can heal you. God can heal you. God can get rid of the sickness like that. And then the third way, there's a lot of people that knew God and they died from this virus and it's sad it's a tragedy but friends you got to look at it not through the eyes of fear you got to see it through the eyes of faith because the first step is God can protect me in protection God is with me God can heal me in healing God is with me God can take me but in taking God is still with me in other words if God protects me I'm still with him if God heals me I'm still with him and if God takes me I'm still with him no matter what I'm with God every scenario no matter what the scenario is, no matter what the test is, I'm still with God. So when you come against these giants, when you come against these loud things, these things that come to terrorize and touch you, don't be afraid because God is with you. The Bible says the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. In other words, it's not our job to defeat COVID-19. It's God's and he will defeat it. He will every single time. I'm going to share something with you, friends. I'm going to share something with you. You don't have to be afraid because you have a person that's seated at the right hand of the Father that's higher than any other person. And then the second thing, you have a name that's above all other names. I got a funny story I would like to tell you. I used to watch TV a lot when I was a kid. And it was this amazing thing I used to watch. It was called Dora the Explorer. Come on, somebody. Have you ever seen Dora the Explorer? Type in the comments right now. Type Dora the Explorer. Come on, type it again. Type in the comments right now. Dora the Explorer, if you've ever seen it. Come on, somebody. Type it right now. But there's this cartoon, and it was called Dora the Explorer. 
And Dora would go out and she would explore the land. And she would have her friends with her. And as she would go out and explore the land, they would go around and they'd be looking and they'd be dancing. And they're exploring the land. And then all of a sudden there was a fox that would be hiding in the bushes that would come to get them. And the fox, he would start creeping. He's like, ah, there's Dora. And the fox, he starts coming, and he starts hyping. And Dora, she had discernment from God. She would turn around, and she would see the fox. And she would yell, swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. And then the fox would say, oh, man. And he would freeze. Now, he could come. He could get her. He can take her out. But she had a phrase that made that fox freeze and stop. I want to tell you, maybe the devil is behind you. Maybe demons are behind you. Maybe fear is behind you. And they're chasing you and creeping up on you. But I want you to know something. You have a name that you can call on. That name is Jesus. And when you call on the name of Jesus, every devil and scorpion in hell has to stop and freeze. Why? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. I want you to know something devil his name is above your name you can't touch me because God is with me devil get off my family devil get off my finances devil get off Texarkana devil get out of America and get out of this world devil no swiping devil no swiping devil no swiping you're not gonna swipe anything because I can call on the name above all names come on somebody give God a shout of praise if you in the comments type devil no swiping devil no swiping over my kids devil no swiping over my finances devil no swiping over my job devil no swiping over my life type devil no swiping Friends, you got a name you can call on. That name is Jesus. And David knew it. David wasn't brave. He was smart. He knew he didn't have to fight because God would fight for him. And he knew as he went, he was going in the authority of God. He said, I don't come to you with weapons. No, no, no. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Friends, walk to anxiety in the name of the Lord. Walk to fear in the name of the Lord. Walk to worry in the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord is stronger, is greater, and is better. Come on, somebody. Give him a shout of praise. Somebody type in the comments, I come in the name of the Lord. I come in the name of the Lord. I'm going to get ready to wrap up here, guys. I'm going to get ready to wrap up here. But I want you to know something about the story of David and Goliath. I want you to know something about the story. That David's not the hero. David's not the hero of this story. David's not the champion of this story. You want to know who the hero is? Jesus is the hero of this story. And this story was really an illustration about what God did for us. Because there was a giant called sin. And this giant called sin, it would taunt us and it would torment us all the days of our life. And sin would make noise and it would terrorize us and it would beat us up and it would make us feel like we're not enough. But the beautiful thing is, Jesus was our David. And Jesus said, I'm not afraid of sin. I'm not afraid of shame. I'm not afraid of guilt. And I'm not afraid of the cross the Bible says he despised the shame set before him because of the joy waiting on him. And he went and endured the cross because he knew that once he died, it would give birth to all of his children. And he went and he defeated the giant of sin so he could set his people free. Just like David defeated Goliath to set the Israelites free. Friends, here's the next thing you need to know. 
When David went and cut off the head of Goliath, he was actually prophesying because he took the head of Goliath to Mount Golgotha and he set Goliath's head on the top of the mountain. Friends, in other words, he was saying the giant has been handled and he has been paid. Friends, I'm going to tell you something else. The same place that David took Goliath's head was the same place that Jesus' cross was placed. In other words, Jesus was saying to the world, checkmate. The giant has been slain. You don't have to worry about fear and shame no more because I handled him at Golgotha. Friends, the story is not about David. It's about Jesus. Jesus is your David. Jesus goes before you. Jesus fights for you. He avenges you. And he is the only hero that dies for the villain. He's the only hero that dies for the villain. He's paid the price and he spilled his blood. Now, before I get ready to close, I want you to notice David had five smooth stones when it was time to fight Goliath. I believe that there's five smooth stones that we can have when Goliaths come and face us. The first stone that David had, he had physical stones, but I'm using them as an illustration. But the first stone he had was past victories. Early in the chapter, he said, I killed a lion, I killed a bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? In other words, David was saying, this ain't my first rodeo, cowboy. I didn't been here before. I didn't been through this before. And friends, I believe it's not your first rodeo. If God delivered you then, he can deliver you now. If he protected you then, he can protect you now. If he healed you then, he can heal you now. If he kept your family then, he can keep them now. You go and pass victories. You look at what God has done to trust and believe what God will do. The second thing is... David went and he spent time with God. He spent time with God. It was prayer, friends. Prayer. When the giants come, when COVID is running rampant, our job is prayer is not our last resort. Prayer is our first response. Don't say all we got left to do is pray. Praying is all you ever had left to do. It's not your last resort. It's your first response. The third thing. The third thing is David had passion. He didn't casually fight the giant. He passionately fought the giant. He ran towards Goliath. When was the last time you ran towards your giant? Because you running is a sign of trust and faith in God. And the fourth one, the fourth one was perspective. David had the right perspective. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. In other words, David didn't just see the physical. David saw the spiritual. Sometimes in life, it may look like you're outnumbered in the physical, but you may be outnumbering them in the spiritual. You can't just see with physical eyes. You have to see through spiritual eyes. And David had the right perspective. You got to have the right perspective that when God is with you, who can be against you? And number five, number five persistence he didn't grab one stone he didn't grab two stones he didn't grab three stones he didn't grab four stones he grabbed five stones five is the number of grace he said I am persistent and if I don't get him with the first stone I'll swing the second I'll swing the second stone the third or the fourth or the fifth one some people said Goliath had four brothers he said I kill this giant that giant your giant and my giant I'm persistent and I'm gonna fight because the battle isn't mine the battle is the Lord's. Friends, as fear 
and terror runs rapid. As we see the giants in our society, as everyone is quarantined, remember that God is not far. He's near. The battle isn't ours. The battle is the Lord's. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise. Thank you so much for coming to Radiant Church Online.